don't know. We do for many reasons. But probably it's because you think he's a good piece of meat and you want to get tongue tongue deep in his mouth hole. That is ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What Do You Dream podcast. I'm Nick, and today I am introducing the show, but I'm a lonesome. That's okay, don't worry, Christy's still here. She is just a very busy worker bee, so we will be hearing from her again not too long. That's a weird way of saying that, but let's just keep on going. So it's 2023. 2023, new year, new me. I kind of like 2022, not for in terms of... I don't know, the anything that happened. I mean, it was a pretty shit year in general. But in reflection, the year was fun in for myself globally. Probably not so much. But with New Year's comes New Year's resolutions. And that is kind of a theme for this episode. So New Year's resolutions are one of those interesting things. You've always got those kind of people that go, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be better. I swear to God. I swear to God, hold me to this. And then it's like, it always has to do with the gym. Always has to do with the gym. Always has to do with fitness. It's always that time of year where you've got people coming in. They're, you know, they've got the kit. They're ready. They're looking good. They turn up for five minutes and then they're paying their subscription fee for the next, like, year and then they'll hit the end of 2022 or 2023 and they'll go like ah shit i've been paying this much money for the jam i should go because i can't say no let's let's i can't have social anxiety about telling someone on the phone that i don't want to (laughs) be i want to i don't want to subscribe anymore (laughs) it's funny i remember hearing once what was it it was somebody who couldn't um, cancel their subscription with, I don't remember what the gym was, but the gym was, uh, they wanted to cancel their subscription because their, their, their contract or whatever, because they didn't, weren't using it, which is absolutely fair. If you don't, not going to use it, no point paying for it. But they ask someone to turn up with them to be their kind of like emotional support person. It's like, all you have to do is say you don't want it. And you know what I mean? Uh, it's, a, I don't know. It's a bit of a pet peeve. I understand. Like, I can't talk about, like, anxiety and stuff like that. I get it. It's, like, it is a problem. But to be, for something so mundane as trying to cancel a subscription, it's just like, look, you can put it on email, probably, if you're that, if it's that bad, or just be like, I want to cancel my subscription, please. Simple. Like, no one's gonna, I, I would love to see the gym where they go, no. And they're like, what? And they bring in some giant buff dude that just goes, no, you have to stay within the contract. You cannot move out of the contract. And they just like manhandle you and get you out so that you always have to keep on paying. It's like, is that really going to be like the worst case scenario? Where it's just muscle bound, greasy, I'm adding greasy, greasy man that just kicks you out. Most of the time, I I guarantee you, like 95% of the people working at gyms who have to do the cancellations do not care about anything they don't care they're just there they just have they're doing their job they're having some fun and best case they're really interested in fitness and they want to help people amazing but if someone coming in to say no i'm not interested in the gym okay cool whatever we've got like a billion other people that we're charging anyway <laughs> oh my gosh but it it i sh- I know I, I know i sound like i'm being a dick and i am a dick i'm not going to pretend pretend like that's not the case but the main thing is is 
it is a good sign for people who are trying to get fitter, get healthy, and I, for one, am always a pro for change. If you have, if you want, if you really want change, you will make it happen, and the th- and that's where it comes back to me. And what is my New Year's resolution? I don't have a New Year's resolution in a sense of personal growth, but I do have a New Year's resolution for the channel. So, the New Year's resolution is a single episode, yeah, no, I'm kind of cheating, a single episode to go through every single dream that was submitted over the last few weeks, because we have a lot of dreams, I'm going to go into them blind, I have not, the only thing I have done is to make sure they're ordered correctly in terms of who replied the earliest, or not the earliest, the most recent, not most recent, the other way around, chronologically. I got there eventually. So I'm going to do a... This is going to be a special episode in which I am just going to smash out. I say smash out, but I'm going to try and give as much time and effort to each of these dreams. So let's jump straight into it. Okay, so we have Yuna. Yuna, love that name. Fantastic name. Okay, Yuna writes, I dream about totally random shit. Sometimes I wake up laughing. Sometimes I wake up thumping my hubby. Okay, uh, sorry, I thought that, for a second I thought I said thrusting. Um, I wake up thumping my hubby. Luckily for me, he's a laid-back kind of chap. Smiley face. Thank you, Yuna. Okay, uh, see, this is the thing when people... Guys, every... Human beings out there, if you are writing into the podcast, I want to read the weird shit. I cannot stress that enough. It is so interesting to me hearing how deep it goes. But I'm go based off what I'm going with here. Waking up laughing, that's great. You obviously there's something that's I don't know what you're laughing at. See, this is the thing. It's hard to go off this kind of information if I don't have enough um information. So Anyway, but yeah, you know, you're waking up laughing. That's a good thing. We're always looking to be laughing, trying to be happy, trying to be interesting. It's a, it's a good part of life. Thumping your husband? I don't know. This is giving me a callback. If you guys, if anyone out there has listened to the been listening to these episodes, uh, remember the episode where I talked about my father uh, actually punching things and jumping out of bed. I'm wondering if this is a similar thing, or is it? that you're dreaming about your hubby doing stuff and you're like, hey, screw you, I'm going to get you. Yeah, It's like, oh, you're you banging my best best friend, Sharon, you, you slut. Not Sharon, he is the slut. He's, men can be sluts too, people. And, you know, like, I don't agree with hitting anybody. Um, But I guess you're getting a little bit away with the sleeping. Interest, uh, yeah. I, I, And also, how hard are you hitting him? Is it like a little flick of the nipple? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is it a flick in the nipple? Is it a smack on the belly? Is it a flick of the balls? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the flick of the balls is more um intentional. I don't think anyone can voluntarily flick. But thankfully, it seems like you have got yourself a lovely man who is happy to deal with your thumping. As uh, yeah. Uh, also, Yuna's husband. If you need help, you can call me anytime. I take care. I, I I will help you. Thank you, Yuna. Roz writes, 
Last night, I dreamt I was kissing Gordon Ramsay. A proper kiss, not a peck. I think I have read this one before. I think I've read this one before. This one is... Look, I... I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to go for it. This is New New Year, New, New Show. We're going with this. So, I have heard people say Gordon Ramsay is an attractive man. I'm sure he is. Look, I... I... I can say when a man is attractive. I'm very, you know, I can, there's people out there, you can go, yep, that person is attractive. Henry Cavill. Yeah, attractive man. Cool. We're happy. But like, yeah, oh, that was a really specific one. No, it's, don't think about it. Anyway. (laughs) But Gordon Ramsay, I don't know, it's just his face seems like a raisin, and I don't know, like, I don't mind eating, like, sultanas, we call them sultanas here, but like a raisin, or something like that, I don't know, he just doesn't, he's, I don't know, I, I, it could, but look, different strokes for different folks, if you find him attractive, and you're getting right in there, not just a, you're getting like, with, with Gordon Ramsay, that's a good thing, because at the end of the day, why do we dream and after two, now three seasons, I don't know. We dream for many reasons. But probably it's because you think he's a good piece of meat and you want to get tongue tongue deep in his mouth hole. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, this is the problem. I'm, I get free reign. I'm just doing whatever. I, it, it's... I'm a mess. This is amazing. Uh, we have Eddie who writes, uh, dreaming about uh, for my Kelly to get better. Uh, well, thank you so much for writing that. It's probably really hard to write that. And uh, you're, we're all thinking of Kelly. I don't know if Kelly is a partner or a pet or anything. doesn't matter. You obviously love this person very, very much. And all we'll be uh, putting all of our dreams towards that. So, best of luck to Eddie and Kelly. Okay, we have Peter writes, I saw my gran in my dreams this morning. Comma, well, there's people... Okay, also, I'm going to read this start again, but people, you need to use proper punctuation. (laughs) Or just something, because it's really... It gets really jarring to read, and it probably sounds awful to listen to. Okay, so I saw my gran in my dreams this morning as I was drifting in and out of sleep. I am not well and have no feelings in my arms or hands. What? Call call the doctor. Uh, for 35 years, I've had cancer. Yep, lucky to be still here. Need her so badly. Trudy. Okay. Uh, call the doctor. And I'm going to just take this opportunity to say... Uh, this is not a any medical advice show. I am not qualified in any regards on any parts of this show. So if you have any serious... I'm hoping this is more in terms of the dream, and I'm going to take this at face value. So, okay, so interesting. Science-wise, science REM sleep is that little period of time just before you start going into your deep sleep. And if you're in and out, you're kind of in that REM sleep a lot. So it makes sense to why having these vivid dreams. As for no feeling in the hands and arms, if this is your feelings in the dream, then I'm going to take this as 
it because okay well what do we have what do we have that's different in terms of animals in like the human in the animal kingdom we have thumbs we can we have the ability to manipulate our environment so this feeling of not having feelings in your hands and arms is kind of like losing that ability to control what's in front of you to manipulate so i'm thinking that this is and of course if you're going through a very serious thing like cancer there is a bit of that i mean a lot of that where a lot of what you believe is in control is not necessarily there and I hope and wish you the best of luck, Peter, in your journey with um, cancer and cancer treatment. Okay, Jan writes, I dream of snakes, lions, and bulls, scary at times. I've read this one, but I will do it again. Obviously, I'm so well planned for this show. So, usual thing. What do we say when we hear something scary in dreams if it's just that? That's right, people. Anxiety. Anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Usually anxiety. Why? Because anxiety is a bigger thing now. But now I want to start... Okay, I want to go on a few tangents on this dream in particular. So, we have the one element of this dream, which is that, like, the simulation theory, in that we're running so many simulations, and it's preparing you for all these different scenarios. What do I do with a snake? What do I do with a lion? What do I do with a bull? Which is great but it is quite scary. And the anxiety side is that you're trying to get away from something, worrying about something, all this kind of thing. But here's the part. So it's interesting because I feel like, you know, we have a lot of... Mental health is a very interesting element in my life and I'm sure in a lot of other people's lives. And anxiety always seems to be... Anxiety and stress seems to be like the thing that's... Not the thing, but seems to be such a ongoing problem with so many people and there's that little bit of like is it is it the byproduct of the modern life are people so in their head that they're causing like this anxiety is caused by a variety of things that now are manifesting in our dreams because the amount of times i see this happen in terms of people writing in about i'm anxious i have dreams about running away something chasing me monsters this that and the other that all stems from the same thing and yes we all get stressed from time to time that's absolutely fine and again it's i think i i go back to that episode with dr um holzinger in that we spend so much time in our sleep, we should be trying to enjoy it. We should be trying to conquer it. And there's that little bit of me that goes like, you know what, anxiety, fuck you. You know, that's not fair. You don't get to take my time. I get to control you. You're, you are not controlling me. I'm in control, you know? And it's like having these, having these dreams of anxiety and worry is just like if you're dreaming about being worried and anxiety and stress and all this kind of stuff how are you ever going to have a good night's sleep you know what i mean like how are you ever going to enjoy yourself and i think that's the part it's like like there's obviously something that is causing that much trouble in your waking state that you're trying to make sense of it in your dream state so why not and i think at the end of the day we should be opening up and talking about this stuff because at the end of the day you are important and you should be taking care of yourselves and you shouldn't be having to worry about going to sleep going to sleep is going to be the best time of the day you know what i mean really enjoying it recharging reconnecting with your mind body and spirit if you believe in that sort of thing spirit eh, not so much on my end but people do believe that so back sorry the tangent rant out of the way <laughs> and we're gonna go to the next dream okay we have linda 
writing, I can't find my way home or I'm obstructed from reaching my destination. Okay, interesting. A little bit different. Um, I'm, I, I think I have a feeling I have read that one. I am doing a very... Okay, no, it's fine. No, I don't think I have. So, can't find your way home. It, and funnily enough, a lot of stories are always trying to be a journey to home or somewhere comfortable or away from home. So, in terms of where, if you are out of something, you're feeling like you're out of your depth and you're obstructed and trying to reach a destination. So, it is essentially a minor allegory for growth in life right? It could be completely wrong, but it's an allegory in that life, if life doesn't happen inside the home, in a sense of if you are inside doing nothing all day, you're not going out and adventuring, you're not, say, going to work, you're not meeting people, you're not doing something different, or you're not trying to better yourself, then there is no tension. And I think there's that Coming back to the anxiety side of things, if there's not a little bit of tension, it doesn't give you enough energy to launch. Does that make sense? It's like if you're not a if you don't have that discomfort to try and get back home, that is the obstacle here, then you don't appreciate being at home, right? So yeah, it's so it is it, it's it's like this little bit of this classic obstacle to getting to where you want to go and grow from that. I don't know your feelings in that. Do you feel like you are a fish out of water? Do you feel like you're... Have you gone somewhere new, and you kind of... Have you gone into state, a different country? Again, this is all these kind of little things. And if you're going to send through dreams, I'd love to get a bit more detail, because if you say, if you moved away from home, the obstacle is you've moved away to work on something to then... You know, everyone yearns to be loved and be with family, so it could be a bit of that, a bit of homesickness. Uh, it could be a bit of maybe you're feeling that you don't have the reconnection with your family as well. That's a possibility. And that that's the obstacle of finding your way home. It, 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 you know, there's so many different things. So I hope that's clarified something. Or oh, it's just made it more confusing. Probably the latter. Anyway, Ke- Karen writes, I'm in an office-type building, and there is no exit. There are washrooms, and they are always dirty. Thank you, Karen. That sounds like the worst office place in the world. <laughs> Could, it's like, okay, so I professionally work uh, in human resources. Don't hold that against me. I do that joke too much. I don't care. It's funny. But, like, could you imagine trying to be HR in a building where you can't leave? You would just be like, nah, this is, it's actually, so there's a movie called, uh, The Belko Experiment. I still haven't watched it yet because I can't find it on any of the streaming platforms, but essentially it's like, think of the, think of the Hunger Games meets The Office. <laughs> I can, no, an actual office, not the TV show The Office, where people are killing each other and the last person survives gets to leave The Office. Sounds like the start of that show, sounds like the start of that movie, so I hope it's not like that. But let's look at this. So this is a statistic. This is a statistic and fun fact. 95% of statistics are made up on the spot. (laughs) No. (laughs) So we spend a good portion of our adult life at work. I think that's a fair 
generalization. I know generalizations aren't always the best thing, but in this situation, it does help kind of get my point across. <laughs> I'm convincing you with very arbitrary stats. Um, I don't want to even say stats. But yeah, so we spend a large portion of our time in an office. And even if we're retired or we've moved on from that office, we've still spent a significant portion of our time there. So a lot of our memories are built there, which I think is a little bit sad that you spend so much time in an office and you don't get to spend it with friends and family. I know you get to meet interesting people that you would never get to meet, but I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, so what is the office? It is work and you can't escape work right? So you feel like that you have to work even though you can't escape. You need to keep on working, keep on working. You're doing that and you're doing that busy bee drone shit, you know? You are working until the day ends. And even then, you still got more work to do. And then you've got the washroom. It's okay. This one's always dirty. Interesting. There's Nothing quite as powerful with the human mind as disgust. Disgust intrigues us. Disgust... Actually, if you've ever watched a pimple-popping video and you've gone, Jesus Christ, that's fucking gross, and then I send it to 20 people, it's a very powerful catalyst and it's a very powerful emotional response to a lot of things. So, it's... What is the catalyst in this sense? I mean distress, essentially. You're dis- Maybe you're disgusted with your workplace. Maybe you're sick of working where you are. Maybe you want to move somewhere new. You want to leave. You're sick of it all. Or maybe it's that, el- going back to maybe you've been working at the same place too long, or maybe it's something in life where you've been doing the same thing so much that you need to, you're sick of it, you're disgusted by it, and you want to grow. And... I'm going to go on the hokier side of things and go, what is a washroom? It is somewhere to poop and pee, cleanse, wait, (laughs) cleanse your bowels and to empty your bladder. There you go, that's a bit better. It's to relieve yourself. It's to clean yourself. It's to clean, renew, refresh. I don't think anyone has thought that after their second coffee of the day. It's probably more like a bomb sh- a bomb site. <laughs> but <laughs> but that is kind of this kind of um tainting of a sanctified place of cleansing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I tried. That was a stretch on that one too. But I really do think it is probably you're kind of sick of where you are at the moment, maybe at work, life, anything like that, and you're looking at disgust at where you are and take that strong emotion and use it to grow, use it to change, do something different. Thank you so much. So we have Diane. I don't know why I said it like that, but I'm, I like it. Uh, okay. This is a short, sweet and a little uh, short, sad and sweet. Uh, I've recently lost my mom and I keep dreaming about her. Well, I'm sure we, uh, everyone out there can uh, empathize with you, Diane. We all love our mothers, our primary carers, or, you know, everyone close to us. And anytime we lose someone close to us, it is, uh, you know, it's hard. You know, it's like, I mean, I remember losing my aunt, my grandmother, my uncle, all within a short space of time. And I jumped about them a lot because they were really close to me. And when you have these moments of loss part of the process is dreaming about them 
thinking about them, thinking about the fun times, you know, and just kind of rem- it helps reinforce the f- why you loved them to begin with. Does that make sense? It's like it's a chance for us to remember and never really forget them and in a sense they never get they never really get get to die that sounds dark but they never really pass or leave us because they're always with us and it's like i don't think we um necessarily ever get over it like i don't think any i think anyone who's gone through some kind of loss in their life would go i don't think i've ever gotten over it you just learn to live with it you know it's like a it's like a like when you have like a, a wound and it scars the skin's not right it's closed off and it's fine, but you still have to live with that. So I wish you all the best, Diane, and I hope you um, enjoy the dreams you have with your mother and look at it as a positive of your life that you had with her. So uh, we have Iani. Iani writes, falling from height and not being able to find my car. Okay. Um, height one is classic. It's a very classic one. It's a very primordial drive where we don't want to fall from heights. (laughs) I mean, it's a very clear, (laughs) it's a very clear, um, uh, feeling, but it's that kind, it is a fear response. Again, we're having this element of it's loss of control. You're fearful. You're scared. Why is that the case? I wonder. Uh, maybe she's had a bad day. Uh, maybe something's not going right at work socially. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things where that could be the case. And uh, not being able to find your car, I, it's fascinating. I know I'm, I don't currently drive, and yes, I know people laugh at me for that a lot. <laughs> but. I know a lot of people who that is a big worry of theirs. And again, it goes back to the whole worrying. You're worrying about this. You're worrying about, I mean, fall is a fear. (laughs) Barry, don't worry about that. Falling is that loss of control. You're scared and you don't know what to do. And, but you know, it's going to end with a splat. But with the loss of car, it's that kind of anxiety. It's that, Yes, again, it's a lesser extent. It's that loss of control. It's that um, also a little bit of self loat not self-loathing, but the frustration with the self in that, like, why can't I find it? I should know. Urgh. So I think you got to give yourself a little bit of slack in life. I feel like you're quite hard on yourself just based off this. You're kind of worrying a lot about things. Maybe take this opportunity to see what's important in your life and kind of focus on that rather than things that are outside of your control. So, we have... Oh my gosh, I'm... S- I, I'm going to um, get this wrong. Oh no, I can get, the, get it right. Geraldine. There you go. Geraldine. I haven't actually... I've heard the name said. I have never read it before. Hmm. Maybe I should read more. Okay, uh, I dream of my mum always, uh, said it, it meant is, oh, sweet Jesus, okay, I dream of, I dream of teeth, my mum said it always meant death, and is an old wise tale, wives tale, and then some, and then we have Tracy commenting, saying it could, it can also mean money, 
I didn't know that. Uh, uh, see, it's interesting. So, again, teeth... Going back to my rant that I had earlier, which you all know, it's again, we're having, it's an anxiety dream. What, like, it, it's a classic anxiety dream. We always think, because what is, and it's usually something to do more interpersonally, um, where the teeth, the smile is a very powerful thing in the human experience, right? And human beings are very, very quick to judge. And look, I'm not going to lie. I know I am. I can do that not going to pretend that like i think we all do um but we the the smile is the first thing we see with people right it's our first introduction to everyone we meet to a degree um and if the smile isn't and unfortunately uh we come to conclusions based off how people take care of themselves. So if you're losing teeth, you're worried about how people see you, how people perceive you, your interpersonal struggles. So, you know, people, you got to love yourselves. You got to really not love yourselves. I fucking, sorry, I'm going to rant again. Um, Love that phrase, love yourself. I hate that phrase so much because it's like, I've always found it as super self-indulgent, but I won't, I won't continue on because I've, definitely said this at some point and i'm not going to do it i'm not going to do it i'm going to be better than that so yeah um give yourself a bit of slack i think it is a dream where you are worried about certain things and worried about opinions of other people um and i think it is important to worry not worry take on uh, people you respect's opinions but don't worry about what everyone is going to say does that make sense i hope it does so thank you so much we have holy crap! I don't think I'm gonna get through all these. Now nah, I'm gonna do it. I'm not a. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. Okay, we have Linda. Linda writes, "I dream of water all the time. Calm, crazy, and everything in between." Thank you so much, Linda. So, water, water, water everywhere. Now it's interesting. So people have a lot of different relationships with water. Um, if we're going to go with a classic example, think of water. Again, I mentioned it again earlier. So it's that renewal. It's the washing. It's cleansing. It de- but then again, it depends on your relationship with water. Some people, I've, so I've grown up around it when I was younger. My mother did. And she would definitely say, and I know a lot of other people who live around water as well, who say like, it is a cleansing experience for them. It is kind of like, you know, getting your hand, getting your hands all, sorry, getting your feet in the sand, the smell of the ocean, the crashing of the waves. It's this really, um, being able to reconnect with yourself in the moment. And I could definitely see the benefits of that. But then of course the, the sea is unpredictable. You know, it covers so much of the the world, right? And it is sometimes not calm. I mean, we've had various floods around the world and everything like that. So, and I mean, just like the nature and what is it? I'm going to just, I am going to take a shot and say Bruce Lee said this. Like at the flow of the water, you go, go with the water, go with the flow to a degree. You fight like water. And it's interesting in that when you think about the water in that sense, it's it's not necessarily that water is good or bad. You just have to go with it. And I think that's a good analog for life. You can't fight the currents. Enjoy the calm. Learn to ride the crazy waves. 
and then you can enjoy the in-between. Yeah. Damn, man. I, I come up with some bangers, and I know I'm up my own butt right now, but I'm going to enjoy it because I don't have a handler today. So, yeah, take that. Okay. Um, we have KC... Oh, for a second, I thought that said KFC. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Casey writes, uh, why do two close people like my son and my sister have the same dreams as me on the same night? Interesting. Now, I wish I knew the rest of the dream because that would have been cool by me. Um, this is hard to say. So, depending on what was in the... Okay, so I'm going to just t- try and take take a guess here. So... Your sister, your son, I'm going to assume you're close with them. Take a guess there. I'm going to say you're close with them. You, uh, maybe, depending, is your son younger than you? Uh, not younger than you. It can't, your son can't be older than you. Ugh. God damn, sorry. <laughs> so stupid of me. Is your son young or is your son older in that is he moved out? Is he still in the home? Does your fam if the so if your sister and lives close, you live close and you guys hang around a lot, then that would make sense that eventually your dreams would overlap. And human memory is not the best source. It is very malleable and we like and there's things we like to forget and that we do like to fill in gaps. And that could be, we just all agree, yeah, I had the dream. My dream was kind of like that. So yes, it is the same dream. You see what I mean? Where it could be, or if it's the same thing, if you all, so back to the simulation part of dreams. If it's, if we run enough simulations of our experiences and being part of the same family, being part of the same area, being part of the same experiences to a degree, eventually they will line up at some point. Billions of billions of odds against you, but that does happen. So that's probably it. It's probably a huge coincidence. But again, if you recently all went on a trip, yeah, or if you always went over to grandma's house on the weekends and... You, you know, like, then then that makes it more likely that you're going to have these kind of dreams. Does that make... Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. So, yeah, thank you so much for that, Casey. Christine writes, Situations in the past. A visit to Regent's Park Zoo in London in Victorian times. Oh! I would have Googled this one. I see the costumes and hear the amazement of the people at the exotic animals. Oh, yes, absolutely. Let's go to the, let's all go to the zoo so that we can experience what they call a giraffe. Here am I, a giraffe. How, what is, it's like a horse with a long neck. Like, I just can't believe it. I, <laughs> <laughs> like I like I could imagine like the old timey people going like Oh my absolutely this is what is this? It's like it's like a dog with a long nose. That's an elephant. An elephant here what what an amazing what a ridiculous what a ridiculous notion like oh absolutely not Or like 
seeing a lion and they go like, Oh, it's like, it's like Mr. Wigglebottom, isn't he cute and raw? Oh, it's not like Mr. Wigglebottom at all. He is very mean. No, absolutely not. Or the, <laughs> or the better one, first time they see gorillas and they're like, Oh, look, look at this, a, a orangutan. Oh, a very interesting creature. Oh, what is this? A chimpanzee. Oh, and then the monk, uh, the, the chimpanzee just goes, <laughs> And then flings it shit on this like really well-to-do person, and it's like, oh dearie me, oh what, what, what a disgusting little creature throwing its fecal matter, oh absolutely foul, I, I, I can't even fathom such an experience. Um, sorry, I just because monkeys have always flung their poop, and I find it very funny when they fling poop at people in YouTube videos. So I could only imagine that flinging poop at Victorian L- London ears be amazing now back to the dream why do we dream about things from the past so one okay so where it would be interesting to know where you're based um so depending on where you're based if that can that's gonna have a big impact on how this dream comes about i have done a little bit of digging and looked at the area where they're from i have no idea where the hell this is Oh, Spain. Okay, Mazeltov. Um, so this individual's from Spain. Uh, they could be a member from London who moved over. I know they got a lot of expats down in Spain to enjoy the sun. So you probably have a lot of. Do you have a lot of interest in history? Because I love my history. Love it. Love it. Love it. Especially ancient Roman history. And I, from time to time, have done where I've dreamt about stuff in the past and being in it. But I've, and again, you might be on the same side of me on this, where you've got a very vivid imagination. Uh, Nick has a vivid imagination, no way. He just did a Victorian man getting flung by poo, but that's beside the point. So it just could be that. You have a vivid imagination, you love your history, and you want to explore that. And I think that's amazing. I think that's really cool. Like, that's a really fun way of looking at it. Um, some people say that looking at the past is very, uh, is shows our future to a degree i think there is a little bit of truth in that in that i think while we have grown leaps and bounds over the centuries the human i think the human brain has not changed that much and our human drives are very similar so yeah thank you so much christine i don't think i actually said your name thank you christine okay um i have read this one before Someone wrote of Genie with the Brown Hair. I think it's a song. I don't know the song. Someone's probably going to go, It's It's like, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm going to skip you. Skip that one and go to Roz. Roz writes, Last night I dreamt that I had leeches all over my body, also on the floor. Oh, also on the floor were hardbacked brown spiders trying to get me. What is a hard back, hard back spider? I don't know. I live in Australia. You think I should know this? Hard back spider. Okay, let's take a look. All I can find is Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> of course, it's hard, the hard back comic. Oh, oh. Okay. Um. Orb Weaver. 
Okay, that's what they look like. Damn. Okay. Cool. They're called uh, black house spiders. I don't know if that's racist or not. <laughs> I won't make a joke on that one. I'm not touching that. Oh. Okay. Um, they look scary. Funnily enough, uh, in a video game called this game called Grounded, where you it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and you get to play around and kill bugs and stuff. It's really fun. Anyway, so interesting. So leeches. <laughs> oh my god, I've got stories about leeches. So leeches are interesting. I mean, they're literally okay. So I'm gonna take it, this perspective on. They are literally draining your blood essence. They're draining your body. They're um, taking something away from you. So there's that. You feel like, is there someone in your life that is draining you? Is it a job? Is it a friend? Is it a partner? Where they, you feel like they're taking more than you want? I don't know. But then you've got the spiders... I mean, again, the spider side, yeah, it's a, it is a classic fear. Maybe it's the anxiety of confronting them. Maybe. Who knows? That could be a thing. Um, but more than likely, I think you probably... No one likes creepy crawlies on themselves, so it's probably more likely that you're trying to deal with that side of things rather than... Um, yeah, rather than... Like actually, this the, my my initial interpretation of it. So yeah, probably more worry, probably more anxious. Or you live in a, the Australian outback, and this is actual shit that you'd worry about, <laughs> and you're preparing for it. There's a lot of possibilities here. Oh man, but yeah. So back to the leeches. So I had this funny. What was it? I don't, it's not so funny, but leeches are just fucking weird, man. Like. I know how they work, like, they leech into you, hence the name, and then they put, like, anesthetic into you so you don't feel it, and then you start to feel, um, uh, they, 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 like, drain, and then they pop off, and then you're bleeding because it thins your blood and everything like that, so I remember once went bushwalking, um, for high school, and I had a friend of mine, he was walking around, anyway, I was walking behind him, and he just, his socks were just soaked in blood. And we were just like, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, he had two leeches on him. And they had to remove one of them. And it was just a trip, man. Because just like, you're just walking around. He didn't hurt himself, nothing like that. And then it's like, oh shit, <laughs> leeches. Okay. Man, fucking leeches are gross. There's another story. I can't tell it because I need the consent of the individual involved in it to tell the story so um yeah that's gonna be a fun one if that ever comes up again so but yeah so okay new year's resolution to finish all of the submitted dreams okay that's not gonna happen this episode <laughs> I hit the, we've hit the end of the show um we've gone through a good chunk of them gone through a lot there's been a lot of bit of fun bit of sad but you know what that's life. It is a bit of fun. It's a bit of sad. Um, but yeah, so if you uh, have want to share your dreams or if you want to uh, 
have you have a topic that we've talked about, you have your opinions on that, feel free to reach us at what do you dream podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at what do you dream podcast. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, if indeed you still are, I've been Nick by myself saying thank you and good night.